you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Well, the Lord has been good to us. He has blessed us in so many ways. By the way, I just want to say how thankful I am for each of you who are here this morning and to our numerous guests that are here, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. God bless you today. Whatever you need from the Lord today is your day. You need healing in your body, today is your day. You need hope in your life, today is your day. You need deliverance from an addiction today is your day. You need salvation in your soul today. Why don't you look at your neighbor and tell them today is your day. Today. Come on, tell them like you mean it. Look at somebody else and tell them today is your day. This is your day. This is your day. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'll start reading at verse number 1. And verse number 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 1, we then, as workers together with him, beseech ye also that ye should, that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time acceptable. And in the day of salvation I have secured thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Would you just say that phrase with me? Now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now the King James Version here uses the word acceptable. Now is the acceptable time. But most other translations use a different word here that gives us a little more clarity even to what the Scripture is speaking. Because most other translations here use the word favorable in that phrase. And it says, now is your favorable time. Now is your favorable time. So what it is saying is, is, Now is your favorable time. This is your favorable day. One translation says it like this. This is your day of favor. 
Here's what's so neat is that without a doubt, I don't even have to talk to God and ask him about it. His word is very clear. That when I woke up this morning and I read 2 Corinthians chapter 6, the scripture says, this is my favorable day. This is my favorable day for salvation. This is, a, this is a day that God is showing favor toward me. He has given us this day, and he's granted us favor in this day. And he says, it's yours. I've given it to you. Now what are you going to do with it? So what are you going to make out of this day? This is your favorable day. By the help of the Lord, I want to just speak to you from my heart just for a little while this morning. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity to come forward. I'm going to give an altar call at the conclusion. And if you're not accustomed to how to respond, I'm just going to tell you, we're just at home this morning. And so when I do give an altar call, here's what you're going to do. You're just going to step out of your pew, step into the aisle, and just walk to the front of this room. And it's just our way of responding. We're saying to God, I'm responding to what your word has said to my heart. And we're going to come and gather in the front this morning. And our altar workers are going to come and we're going to pray with us today. And God's going to do some amazing things in your life today. Healing, hope, deliverance, whatever you need. Salvation is yours. This is your favorable day. Lord, I need your help this morning to preach what you have laid upon my heart. And I pray. I pray that you give us the courage to respond. You give me the wisdom and the insight and the inspiration of the Holy Ghost to speak what's burning in my spirit today. God, what you have burned in me for the last 48 hours, for this moment, I pray, God, that it comes forth in the way you intend it to go forth and allow our hearts to be touched and our lives to be melted before your presence. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to a couple more people before you're seated and tell them this is your day. This is your, this is your day. I rarely miss appointments. I pride myself at being organized. Some who work close to me may say, wink, wink. You're organized because you have organized people working around you. Whatever it takes to get the job done. I pride myself at being organized. I keep a calendar. And sometimes when people get frustrated at my schedule, I just often turn my calendar around and show them what's on my agenda. I have a huge agenda. Busy busy doesn't always mean you're accomplishing a lot, but, but I stay busy anyway. And I pride myself of being organized. I rarely miss appointments. I, I may run late occasionally, but I rarely miss appointments. I, I usually can tell you what I'm going to do tomorrow uh, before tomorrow gets here as far as my planning goes. And occasionally, my, my days this past week, I've had about three of my five days this past week. Uh, well, my five turned into seven, but three of my days this past week just got completely blown up and everything I had on my to-do list. I looked at my wife and she asked me often of a morning, what do you have going today? And, and I had shared with her what I had planned and I got absolutely zero done. 
uh, that was planned, yet I worked several hours, and the next morning I got up, and she said, what do you have planned? I said, all those things that we had scheduled to do yesterday, I have that today, plus I have today. So um, my wife looked at me this past week, and it was kind of a panic. She walked by the refrigerator. My wife and I, we scheduled differently. I keep a calendar real close up and personal, look at it several times a day. My wife writes notes on the refrigerator and walks by it occasionally and sees what she needs to do. And she writes it down, sticks it in her purse, forgets where her purse is. And um, so it's just kind of the personality thing that makes us work. And so uh, this week she, she came by and she looked at me and she said, did you go to your doctor's appointment this week? And I looked at her and I said, I didn't have a doctor's appointment this week. She said, oh my goodness, you missed your doctor's appointment. And I said, what doctor's appointment? I, I, I don't know, I didn't know I had a doctor's appointment. And uh, typically, if, if, a doctor's, if I'm in a doctor's office or dentist office or wherever, even a haircut appointment, I usually tell them text me or call me the day before so that I, I make sure that I, I have it because if I don't have my calendar in front of me to write it down, I'm, I'm liable to forget. And uh, I rely so much on my calendar, I don't rely on my memory and so I just kind of let it slide by. I, I knew, I did know, I recalled that at my last doctor's appointment, they told me that I had another appointment coming up, but I, I didn't write it down, and my wife was there, and I thought that perhaps she wrote it down, and she probably did, and put it in her purse that we've been looking for all week. And, uh, and uh, so I, I had forgotten that I had a doctor's appointment at all, and I missed my appointed time to meet the doctor. And I missed because I was unaware of the day and the hour in which I knew it was coming. I knew I had to meet, but I missed the day and the hour. And then I started thinking, wow, how many people do I speak to on Sunday mornings, Wednesdays and Sunday nights, and it's special services that hear me talk about an appointed time, hear me talking about the coming of the Lord, hear me talking about the day that He's going to call the church home, hear me talking about it, and they know there's an appointment, but the Bible even says that none of us can know the day nor the hour. So the issue at hand is, as that we know that it's going to happen, but we don't know when. And so me and the Lord started talking about that this week, and I said, God, uh, this doesn't work well for my scheduling personality. I make lists for my list. I have meetings before my meetings. I, I'm, I, I pride myself at being organized. Give me some insight into when the day is and when the hour is because your word said that no man knew the day nor the hour and God I'm not expecting you to break your word by giving me some, some insight that I could write another book like hundreds have that predicts the end of the world or the coming of the Lord 
But God, give me some insight. And he took me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And he said, this is the acceptable day. And something stirred in my spirit when I realized what the Spirit wants to say to the church this morning is simply this. Stop waiting for road signs or for the tribulation or for some prophet to come in and tell you about the end of the world or the end of your life or the end of days. But allow this preacher to come on a favorable Sunday morning and look at you and tell you, don't wait, this is the best day for you to serve God. Don't wait. We wait for tragedy to come. We wait for sickness to come. We wait for problems to arise. I've been, uh, over the last little while, I've been talking with my brother who has spent the biggest part of the last month and a half in the hospital. He went home for three days back in the hospital again. We're not sure when he's going to get out. His health is failing. He's not in good shape. He told me on the phone the other day, although he hasn't been in the church or hasn't been to church in about 38 years, 36 years I think it is, he hasn't been inside the doors of a church except for two funerals, one for our mother and one for his son. But he told me on the phone last week, he said, if the Lord will get me out of here and allow me to walk, he said, listen, I know, I know you, I know you don't like to hear these kind of things. I know, I know you, I know you hear people say this all the time, but you know me and you know I'm not going to say something and not do it. But if the Lord will get me out of here and if the Lord will allow me to walk, I'm going back to church. I said, that's awesome, Mark. I, I love it. I'm excited about it, but I come this morning to tell you, don't wait for tragedy to come or trial to come. Why don't you do it while it's a favorable day, while things are going your way, while God is blessing you and saying, this is the day. This is a wonderful day. How about getting your miracle today? How about getting your breakthrough today? How about your answer today? No, you don't have to wait. Let it come today. I missed my appointment because I didn't know the day nor the hour. And here's the deal. I don't believe that anybody in this room is going to be able to stand before the Lord and say, well, the preacher never told me because I'm telling you, don't wait. This is your day. Please hear this preacher this morning when I'm pleading with every person that is in this room to understand that today is very favorable for you. What I mean by that is that everything is in place that needs to be in place in order for you to get your miracle, for you to get your salvation, for whatever it is that you need in your life. Today is very, very favorable for you. Let me just break it down and say it like this. If you've never believed on the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, this is your day. If you have never repented of your sins and said to God, I want to change my life, change my heart. God, I'm sorry for the way I've been. And make up in your mind to turn your life around through repentance. This is a favorable day for you to do that. If you have never 
been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the only saving name. Let me explain it to you. Sitting right under that cover is, uh, is, is a baptismal tank with nice heated water. It's ready. We have robes. We have towels. We have everything in place. If you've never been baptized in the only saving name, don't put it off to next week, next month, next year. This is your favorable day. Do it today. All you got to do is when I invite you to come forward, just say, Pastor, I want to repent of my sins and be baptized. Today is your favorable day. If you have never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and come forth with newness of life, with evidence of speaking with other tongues, today is a favorable day. We have altar workers here, ministers here, people that are willing to tarry with you. Today is a favorable day for you. It feels to me like that God has arranged some things in this hour and brought some favorable situations together. See, sometimes we think that the things that happen in our lives are horrible, they're bad, they're terrible, they're tragic, and some are. We get ourselves into some big trouble sometimes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We get ourselves in a box load of trouble and just make a mess out of it. But God never gets us into trouble. As a matter of fact, He's usually always getting us out of trouble. But my point is this morning is that God has brought things together and some things in your life that you thought came into your life to harm you, to destroy you, to hurt you, to create trouble for you may have been God aligning things to bring you where you are for today. You wondered why, why the situation in my life, why the, why the sickness, why the turmoil, why the depression why, why the anxiety? Why all the things I'm dealing with? Maybe God allowed you to deal with these things, to go through some things, to realize you can't do it on your own. And he brought you here today for this preacher to stand in the pulpit and tell you today's your favorable day. God has aligned everything and you think you just showed up this morning because CLC moved into a new building six weeks ago and you wanted to come see the new building or you wanted to come and be with a family member or a friend this morning. But the truth is I believe that God has aligned some things and brought some things together for you today so that some of you can say it's time for me to make a commitment to God. It's time for me to turn a life around. It's time for me to get a miracle healing in my life, in my home, in my family. It's time for a genuine change. People are always telling me how they're going to wait to a better time. Young people or children, young people will say, well, when I graduate from high school or when I get out of college and then it's when I get married and then it's when my kids are grown and then and it just keeps going. We put off and put off and put off. Can I tell you today that there's never going to be a better day in your life than today? This is the right stage of your life for you to turn your life around. 
for you to make a change. Well, I need to explain it to everybody. No, you don't. It'll explain itself to them when you go home and say, hey, by the way, you know the person I used to be? I'm not anymore. You know the trouble I used to cause? I'm not causing it anymore because I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. Mm, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Let me speak clearly and plainly to you. Some of you say, well, I've done this before, but it's never worked. Let me ask you a very sincere question. Somebody told me the other day, I've been baptized, but 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 it just didn't do a whole lot. Let me ask you, were you truly baptized the way the Bible said for you to be baptized? Well, what does that mean, Pastor? Thank you for asking. Because churches everywhere baptize in a way that you never find in the Scripture. In the Scripture, you only find one method of baptism, and that is by complete immersion or submersion in water. Not sprinkling, but complete immersion in water. Going under, it represents death and burial. You are buried, the Bible said, buried with Him in baptism. But here's the catch. Churches all over the country and preachers all over the country, when they baptize, they baptize speaking the title Father, Son, and Holy Ghost over people when they baptize them. Nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere. If you can show me in the Bible where someone was ever baptized in the title Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I will go out today and buy you a new car. Deal? Start looking. Search the Scripture. Because nowhere in the scripture was anybody ever baptized in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Every place in scripture where someone was baptized, the Bible said they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why then do preachers falsely baptize people staying in the titles of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? One scripture that they go to where Jesus said, go into all nations baptizing them in the name, everybody say the name, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. May I ask you a question? Can you tell me what the name of the Father is? Because Father is not a name. Father is a title in the name of the Son. Can you tell me what the name of the Son is? Because Son itself is not a title. It's not a name. It's a title. Can you tell me what the name of the Holy Ghost is? Because the Holy Ghost is representative of the Spirit. It is not a name. So when Jesus said baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The name of Jesus is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, when you are baptized calling on the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are remitted and you come up a new creature. Oh yeah, today's your day. Today is your day. If you have never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, today ought to be your day. Don't leave here without being baptized in the name that will change your life. This sense of urgency you hear me preaching with this morning is because I, I feel... 
I feel like that we are at such an appointed time for so many people. I don't know what your future holds. I don't know what God has ordained. I wish I could tell you that you have another 20 years, 50 years, 100 years. My wife and I drove down the road this week. We're talking about our ministry, talking about our age. I bring up retirement. My wife says, don't even mention the word to me. I said, babe, we're a long ways from it, but we have to start thinking about that. Somewhere down the road we have to think about that because time's coming. And I looked at her and I said, how many good, healthy, strong years do you feel like that I have in the pulpit? I'm 50. How many strong years as pastor to carry the load and the weight of the church that I carry? How many years do you think I have? 15? 20? She said, surely another 50. The truth is, is we don't know because we don't know what the future holds. It could be today, tomorrow, next week, next month, or next year. We don't know when our time is going to be. I wish we did. It would help a lot. But God so chose to say this today. November the what? Is it the 11th? November the 11th, 2018, is a favorable day for you. So why wait? Why wait for trouble? Why wait for unfavorable situations? This is your favorable day. People are always questioning God's timing. And, and, and I don't know why God does this and why not God does it that way. Sometimes I don't know either. I don't have all the answers for why God's timing. But He is always on time. As a kid, we used to grow up singing a song, He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. Used to love to sing that, He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. He may not come when you call him, but he'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Well, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Well, I don't understand, but he's an on-time. Yes, he is. I thought he should have come yesterday or this morning or taking care of my problem when I told him it needed to be taken care of. But he doesn't run on your timetable. Because with God, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. And so therefore, we have to trust God's timing. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 said, everything has a season. There's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which was planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, 
a time to get, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silent, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, a time of peace. Verse 11 says, and he hath made everything beautiful in his time. So when he tells us, I got time in control, but today, the only thing that God has put in your control regarding timing is today. Even God himself cannot erase your past. He can forgive it. It can be washed in the blood and not held against you. But God cannot take away your past. He can take away the punishment of your past, the consequences of your past. He will forgive you. You can turn your life around. The scars that are associated with that pain may, may, be, may be there. That's why baptism is so incredibly important. Because when you repent of your sins and you're baptized in Jesus' name, the scar may not be removed, but the guilt associated with that scar washed away. When you come out of that water, the scripture said you are a new creature. I'm about to have a fit up here on this platform this morning. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. That means what I used to be, I'm not anymore. It's under the blood. Somebody said, do you remember when you used to do so and so? My response, no. I remember forgetting about that. Because old things are passed away. But today, all things are new. So God, God himself can't take away your past. You have no control over your past. And you're not in charge of the future. God's in control of the future. But he has given us this day. This day was made for you and I. This is our day. And so he says, now your choices that you make today will determine the outcome of your future. That's why it's so important that you do the right thing with today. We've got to do the right thing with today. I, I'm preaching because I believe that there are some folks in this room today that recognize this is your appointed time. This is your favorable time. This is your day. God is preparing to move the church forward, and he wants to move you forward with the church. Because there's going to be a day that he's going to call the church home to glory. We speak of it as the rapture of the church. It's an unbiblical way of talking, of talking about the calling away is what the Bible calls it. The calling away or catching away of the bride. So when the church is called away or taken out away from the earth, when the church, he, he's preparing us. We're getting ready. And the truth is, everybody under the sound of my voice, I want you to go. He wants you to go. But today's your favorable day to get ready to go. Don't wait. Today is the favorable day. And when he saves you and turns your life around today, you need to go next week and find somebody to bring back with you because next week's going to be their favorable day. Because his spirit is drawing people to come. And as long as his spirit draws, here's what Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 says, to repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then verse 39 says, 
for the promise is to you. Today, my favorable day. It says, for the promise is to you and to your children. And to all that are afar off, meaning to your children and their children and their children. To all that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. He's still calling people. He's calling you today, and he's going to keep calling until he catches the church away. He's calling. This is your favorable day. This is your appointed time. This is an appointed time, a favorable time. Failure to move when God is moving is a very dangerous thing. I don't ever want to discount the voice of God. We had a birthday party this week. I was positioned at a table where I could watch Brother Herman Sanchez's daughter sit across at the table behind, and uh, there, there you are, Brother Herman. And Brother Herman was sitting across the table from me, and his daughter was sitting directly behind him. Kind of, they were kind of back to back, and I saw her turn around a few times, and she would say, "Dad, Dad," and she would turn around, "Dad," and in a minute she would just start screaming, "Dad!" Finally, Brother Herman would kind of go. And I watched the whole thing. The deal is, is Brother Herman has mastered the art of tuning out that voice. He mastered the art. Dad, I'm looking around. Who's somebody's calling their dad? Dad, I'm all tuned in. Herman's over there. Hey, pass one of those rolls. After about the 10th call, he's like, oh, oh, and he looks around. How many times does the Lord say, hey, Danny, Danny, I'm busy, I'm working, I got a schedule, I'm keeping up. Hey, Danny, I'm busy, I'll get to you, and he's calling us, hey, hey, Jim, hey, Jerry. Hey, Bob, but I'm busy, and we tune him out because he's calling us and calling us, and we tune him out, and it takes something drastic to get our attention. So he's saying to you today, it's a favorable time. Don't tune me out. While I'm speaking to you today, somebody ought to be making up your mind right now how you're going to respond in the next five minutes when I call you forward. The musicians will be coming in just a few moments and they're going to begin to play. And I'm going to call. Some of you need to make up your mind already. I'm going to the front. I'm repenting of my sins. I'm going to get baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to walk out of here a new creature because this is a favorable time. I'm tired of putting it off. I'm tired of waiting. I need a miracle in my life. I need a healing in my life today. I'm going to get it today. I'm not leaving without my healing. I'm not leaving without my miracle. I'm not leaving without my situation being resolved. The danger is that we tune out God's voice so much that if we're not careful, we'll be left behind. He's calling. 
you to make a move forward. God's preparing to move the church forward. Don't get left behind. Don't come and sit through services and compliment messages and compliment music and enjoy the fellowship and the small groups. Let me ask a real sobering question. How would you respond if this was your last opportunity? I'm not suggesting it is, but how would you respond if it was? Because right now, as much as we know, this is a favorable time. Let me answer the question for myself today. If this were my last day, I'd still choose to be right where I am doing, right what I'm doing. Because to my last breath, I want to be telling somebody, this is your day. Come on unto the Lord. Cast all your cares on Him. You're carrying weights and loads. Cast your cares on Him. The trouble you're dealing with, put it in the hands of God. Repent. Get over it. Put it behind you. Let God turn it around. Let God fix it. Because the truth is, is that every man has an appointed time with eternity. And we don't know when it is, but it's an appointed time. This is one of your appointed days because I believe that it's not by accident. I don't think accidents just happen. I believe it is by divine providence of God that you're here and that I'm preaching the message I am today to tell you. I believe this message today is order to the Lord for somebody to let you know today is your day. So don't put it off for another day. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 1 says, Boast not of yourself about tomorrow. For you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. James chapter 4 verse 14 says, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It's a vapor. It appeareth for a little time and vanishes away. So God is saying to you today, don't wait. I know this is not a great theological breakthrough kind of sermon. I know this may be so basic and so simple, but in my simple, basic way of preaching, I just want you to know that God put a great deal of time thinking about today. When God made today, when He ordained today, He had you in mind. And in his designing of today, he has brought all the elements together. He woke you up this morning. He gave you the, the cognition of time and the understanding. He gave you friends and family to come to church with. He gave you a church to worship in. He gave you a preacher that loves you to preach to you a message. that God has put a lot into today. And here you are sitting here and God saying, Now, I've, put, I've spent all this time on it to wait and see how you're going to respond to this moment. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me all over the room if you would. Another day is not going to bring about a better opportunity. It's never going to be more favorable. Today is your favorable day. Our text this morning concludes by saying, And behold, now is the day of salvation. Don't put off a chance to serve God. Don't put off a chance to change your life. You, maybe you've been battling with things, struggling with things, fighting addictions, 
fighting issues, personal issues. Maybe somebody needs the victory over their flesh. Whatever it may be, today's your day. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me right where you are, all over the building. I'm praying now for God to give you the courage to respond. In the next couple of minutes, I'm going to call you forward. And as I do, that you would do so as God has directed you and as you have felt in your spirit. Maybe somebody's made up their mind today. Today is my day. I'm going to ask our elders and altar workers to prepare to step forward first this morning. And as our elders and altar workers are coming forward and ministers are coming forward now, I want you to make up your mind. I want you to make up your mind right now. God wants to do something special in your life today. God wants to do something special in your life today. Now, without thinking about it any further, why don't you just step out from where you are? Maybe you want to just take your family member by the hand and come with them. But come on, join us here in the front today. Just join us here in the front. Step out from where you are. Come on, this is your favorable day. Don't wait. Don't wait. This is your day of salvation. This is your day. Your miracle is waiting on you today. This is your day. This is your hour. This is your moment. This is your time. This is your time. This is your time. Come on, let's respond to what the Lord is wanting to do. All of this is leading to this moment. This is your hour. He wants to work something great in your life. He wants to perform a miracle in your life. He wants to turn things around for you. Yes, He does. 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 Come on, pour your heart to the Lord. Pour your heart to the Lord this morning. Come on, let's find someone to pray with this morning. Let God do something great in your life. Let Him put the pieces back together. Let Him put the pieces back together. Let Him put the pieces back together. You need God. God wants you. closest friend. He hears your prayer today. He knows your heart today. Just pour your heart to him. Pour your life out to him this morning. Just you and the Lord. Talk to him for a little while. 
Come on, this is your day. This is your day. God has brought this moment to you. God has brought this moment to you. It's his gift to you today. It's his gift for you today. This is your 